Welcome to another message from the teaching team at Elevation Church Australia. For more information about our church, service times and locations, visit elevationchurch.com.au. I want to start something new, a new series that we're going to do for two weeks, just a short two weeks before Mother's Day and Pastor Gabby's going to preach. It's going to be amazing. I want to spend two weeks looking at Elevation, who we are, what we're about and how we go about doing that. And uh, today in this place, you might be here and you've been with Elevation for a while. And you might be familiar with a lot of what we're going to share today and next Sunday. And can I just say this to you? There's a saying that goes, vision leaks. Have you heard of that saying before? Vision leaks. And what it means is that the vision that we may have in our hearts and our minds for something over time dwindles, diminishes, it leaks. It leaves our lives. And so today... Maybe we've been in elevation for a while. Maybe it's good for us to be reminded of what we're about, how we do it, and who we are. Church, is that good for us to be reminded? And then for the, on the flip side of that, maybe you're new to elevation. And so some of the things I'm going to be sharing about today, this morning, you may not have heard before. And that's fantastic. Uh, that's great because you're going to find out what it is that a church that maybe you've joined recently, or maybe today is your first time here. Can we give our first-time visitors a big clap again? Uh, You can find out about what this church is and how it could be a great church for you to join uh, this uh, Elevation Church. Proverbs 29, 18, where there is no vision, the people perish. And you may have heard that scripture verse before, no vision, we perish. I thank God that coming out of COVID, this recent season, I thank God that we've come back out of it strong. Like, And I give God the praise for that. It's nothing that we've done. It's nothing up here that we're doing special. It's God. And so I really praise God for that. But I also feel like, hey, church, you know, we're better together. We're stronger when we're all heading in the same direction, when we have a same common goal. And so today, this next couple of weeks, that's what I want us to be talking about, the vision where we're heading as a church. Let's pray. Thank you, Holy Spirit. We've already encountered your presence through our praise and worship, Jesus. I thank you, even in the foyer, as we've spent time with uh, catching up with people, I thank you, God, your presence has been here. I pray you continue to be here, Jesus. Would you speak to people's lives this morning through your word and as I speak in Jesus' mighty name. And everyone said? Amen. Come on, everyone said? Amen. Amen. Turn to the person next to you and say, it's great to see you in church this morning. Today, I want to go through two things. I want to go through uh, two things. What we're about at Elevation, how we do that. And then next Sunday, I want us to talk about who we are as a church. Okay, so today we're going to look at two areas and we're going to get straight into it. Number one, what we are about is multiplying healthy local churches. Say that with me. What we are about is multiplying healthy local churches. I want to let you know that the church is God's plan A for the world. The church is God's plan A to reach the world. There's no backup plan. There's no one else waiting in the wings. There's no you know, other team that's going to come. If we fail, if the church fails, it's going to take over. God doesn't have backup plans. His plan is the church. It's the plan A. So when we say church, we're not talking about the name on the building at the front, the big Elevation Church sign. We're not talking about the name of pastors, Pastor Ross and Kathy, who are our lead pastors. We're not talking about any of those things. The church is the people. 
So that means that you're God's plan to reach the world. You are the plan to reach the world around you. It's about you. It's about me. It's about us. And what I love about this, about how we're about healthy local churches, is the fact of this. A healthy church is healthy because of what? Because the people in the church are healthy. The emphasis is not on the health of the organization. The emphasis is on the health of you. The health of me, the health of us together. We're concerned about your spiritual, emotional, mental, physical well-being, your health. Because we want you to thrive in life. See, when you're full of God's spirit, when you're flourishing in life, when you're healthy within your, yourself, when you, when you know where you are called by God and you're being led by Him, you are healthy. And can I say something? When you're healthy, the church is healthy. Multiplying healthy local churches. See, we want to see the multiplication of our local church, but also churches all throughout Australia, all throughout uh, Melbourne, all throughout the world. That's why as a church we give every year, we give to church planning. That's why church planning is important to us because we're about multiplying healthy local churches. This local church and then another local church that may not be local to us, but it's local to the community that it's in. So every year we give to missions and we give towards uh, local churches in church planning. That's why we have an INC Bible College that we support, that we come behind, we support financially, that we pray for, who are raising up uh, pastors in the Solomon Islands to go out through the Pacific to plant new churches because the world needs more churches. At Elevation, we're not a church that cries or gets upset when another church opens its doors down the road. You know why? There's 5 million people in Melbourne. We need more churches. We can't have enough churches reaching people for Jesus Christ. So why is the local church so important? We believe this. The hope of any community is the believers in that community. We believe the hope for the local community is not the council. It's not the local football team. We don't believe it's the state government. We don't believe it's the pokies venue. Definitely not. We believe the hope for any community is the believers in that community. So that means that the hope for West Footscray is the believers in West Footscray. That means that the hope for your suburb where you live is the believers in that community. And that's you. That's other believers who may be part of another church congregation. Again, the church is God's plan A to reach the world and is going to reach the world through healthy believers that are in that community. Today, I want to add this. Church is not an event to attend. It's a family to belong to. And we say that a lot here. And, and I pray that that is real. Uh, as your pastor, I believe that's real for our church. But I, I would encourage you, if you're new here, speak to some other people here and ask them, hey, is this place like a family to you? Uh, I haven't teed anyone up about this, so hopefully they say, yes, it is. <laughs> but I believe it is because church is not an event to attend. If you think it's just about coming on Sunday and then just leaving, no, we want you to find a place to belong. We want you to find a family here, to find relationships, to find belonging. We're here for you. We believe in you. We want you to have family in this place. So number one, we're about multiplying healthy local churches. Your health, if you are healthy, we are healthy as a church. So then, if that's our if that's what we're about, multiplying healthy churches, how do we do that? So if we know that we're about creating healthy local churches, how do we go about that? Today, I want to spend the rest of our time looking at the how. And today, you may not realize this, but you've spent a lot of your life 
in what situations and then how situations. You spend a lot of times in your life, there's been a what and then there's been a how. Uh, let me give you some examples. Maybe you met someone amazing. Maybe there, you know, there was a young guy or there was a young woman or an older guy or an older woman and you met this person and you fell in love and you went on the dates and you got the flowers and the chocolates and the whatever it was. And so you, you decide we want to get married. That's the what. Then you've got to decide how we're going to do it. You know, the wedding plans, where we're going to live, what kind of wedding we're going to have, yeah? The what? Get married. The how? How are we going to do it? Anyone know what I'm talking about? Some people have been through that. What about this one here? You're in school and the, and, and you, the next step is what? I'm going to get a job. The how? How are you going to do that? Go to university, study or get an apprenticeship, do whatever it is. The what and then the how. You start a business. The how is how you're going to get that up and running. Uh, maybe this is the year, and I know we're almost into May, but this is the year to decide I'm going to get healthy. Anyone ever said that? I say that every year. That's the what. I want to get healthy. Well, then the how is how am I going to do that? I need a, a process. I need to do that. And so it's the same with our church. If we're about multiplying healthy local churches, how do we do that? Well, there are many, many ways that you can do that. But here at Elevation, how we do that is by creating environments that inspire intimacy with Christ, relationship with others, and influence in our world. Say it with me, creating environments that inspire intimacy with Christ, relationship with others, and influence in our world. Uh, when you walked in this morning, on your right-hand side, there's a big wall, and there's a statement there with those words. And as you walk out today from the auditorium, after I finish my message in about two hours' time, uh, I'm joking, on your left-hand side, you'll see this statement that says, creating environments that inspire intimacy with Christ, relationship with others, and influence in our world. Can I just say, that's not just something that someone was sitting at a coffee shop, uh, had a really nice coffee, and then just wrote and scribbled something down on a piece of napkin. That's not just something that, you know, we had some pizza, uh, the pizza didn't go down well, and just we had this dream, and that, that, that statement came to being. No, our leadership of Elevation prayed, spent time, weeks, fasted, sought God to come up with this statement, uh, creating environments that inspire intimacy with Christ. See, uh, it's not just some nice quote. Creating environments is about ensuring we provide the right setting for people to be healthy. If we're about healthy churches and healthy people, we need to create the right environment to help people to be healthy. I want you to close your eyes for a moment right now. Just right where you're sitting, close your eyes. If you're on the live stream, close your eyes right now. I want you to imagine a veggie patch, a vegetable patch, all right? Maybe you're seeing potatoes, uh, cauliflower, uh, lettuce. Maybe you're seeing tomatoes, uh, all kinds of different pumpkins, all kinds of different veggies. Uh, uh, maybe you've got one in your backyard right now. You can open your eyes if you want. Is there any people who have a veggie patch right now in their house? Yeah, there's a couple of people here saying yes. Uh, maybe your grandfather or your grandmother had a veggie patch or your mum or dad, and so you know what I'm talking about. Maybe the closest you've seen to a veggie patch is just on TV, Burke's Backyard, uh, something like that. Like, we're going really back now, Burke's Backyard. But, you know, but we all know what a veggie patch is, right? For a vegetable patch to be healthy, for those veggies to grow well, for them to be all that they can be, all that God has made them to be, to grow and be healthy and delicious veggies, they need to be in the right environment. 
And you have, to, we have, you have to work harder that environment. See, they need the right nutrients in the soil. They need the right uh, fertilizers. They need just the right amount of water. They need the right amount of sunlight. They need all these combination of different things to create environment so that they can thrive and so that they can be healthy vegetables so we can then pick them and eat them and enjoy them. And see, likewise, with a church, we want to create a healthier environment where people come into this place and they are cared for, looked after, they are nurtured, uh, they, they come to, to Jesus, they are saved, they're transformed by the power of Jesus and His Word. And so we never forget that at the end of the day, it's the Holy Spirit who moves in people's lives, who changes them, who does the transformation in their life. Can I just say, we can do everything that we're doing here today. If God's presence is not here, we are missing the point. So God needs to be here. But can I also say that we need to create environments to allow people to have a connection, to allow people to be led to Jesus. See, the veggie patch doesn't grow by itself, and the church doesn't either. We're to work at creating environments in our life, our home, our workplace, and church that inspire intimacy with Christ, relationship with others, and influence in our world. The environment we are in, and more more importantly, the environment we create is a powerful force in our lives and the world around us. And all environments inspire something. All environments create some sort of atmosphere. I'm going to ask a question today. Uh, uh, husbands, have you ever said something really stupid to your wife and notice how the environment changes? Nice and warm. Something stupid, suddenly very cold, right? It changes. It gets frosty. Come on, men, do better. We can do better. Come on. We can do better. How about if you're at the footy? And, 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 and Gabs, you stole my little thing, but you're at the footy. And you're there, and the, and the scores are tied, and there's like uh, 20 seconds to go, and then the ball kicks down to the, gets kicked down to the forward line, and the full forward, he marks the ball, and it's like the atmosphere, the tension, right? And then he goes back, and he kicks the goal, and your team wins. The crowd, the crowd claps. They, 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 you know, they, they're so excited. Uh, the crowd explodes. The environment is electric. Everywhere you go... You are creating an environment. In fact, uh, Crowd House sang a song, uh, Everywhere you go, you always take the weather with you. Do you know that song? Everywhere you go, you always take the weather. Everywhere you go, church, you are creating an environment. You are taking something with you. Everywhere you go. And I wonder today, what environment are we taking with us, church? I wonder what kind of environment do I create? In my home, am I creating when I go to work? Am I creating when I go to a friend's house? When I come to church, what kind of environment are we creating? See, we create environments when we come on Sunday and we arrive on time or we arrive late. Ooh, just got frosty. We create an environment today where during the sermon we lean in or we lean back. We create environments today whether we participate in the songs, serve others, You know, agree during the sermon. Say hello to a new person. We create environments. And so today, let me ask you again, how are you contributing to the environment of Elevation Church? You can contribute for good 
to create a healthy environment, or you can contribute either for bad or out of indifference, create, creating no environment. Every one of us today sitting in a chair is adding to the environment or subtracting from it. And so at Elevation, there's certain things we do to create an environment. I'm just going to list a few things here today. We have the lights dimmed and focused on the front to, distract, to um, avoid distractions. It's not because I'm a, a narcissist and an egomaniac that I want all the attention on me. But we just, you know, focus on the front. Keep us focused on what's being said. We don't pass buckets around during our time of giving uh, week to week because we don't want people to feel like they have to give out of obligation or feel shamed if they don't give when others are giving. We want to say to you today, give as you feel led by Jesus to give. Uh, we introduce ourselves. I don't think I did this morning. My name's Bronson. But we introduce ourselves and welcome guests every week. Come on, let's welcome our guests again. When you bring someone to church, they're going to be welcomed. We give an altar call every single Sunday. Rain, hail or shine, we give an altar call. And there's three reasons we do that. One, you may have been speaking to someone about Jesus. For whatever reason, you haven't been able to lead them to give their life to Jesus we want to create an environment where you can say to yourself, I will bring them to church. I know that whoever is preaching is going to give an altar call and give them the opportunity. The other reason is because we are saying in the spirit realm, this is a place where people get saved. We're not shrinking back. We're creating an environment of leaning in to say people come here to be saved. And even if they may not be saved, today we believe in there is coming a day that every Sunday there are people giving their lives to Jesus Christ because we're creating an environment for people to be saved here. We work hard to eliminate cringe during the service, though my jokes make my children cringe all the time, and it might make you cringe, but we try to avoid cringe so the Holy Spirit can bring conviction, and so we do those things. Here's another thing I love about creating environments, and I've already alluded to it, but creating environments is not just about Sunday. Please, it's not just about the elevation. It's not just about Sunday. It's about our whole life. It's about our Monday to Sunday. See, in my home, I want to be a man who creates environments. See, in my workplace, I want to be a person that when I step in there, there's something I bring with me. When I go to a friend's home for dinner, I want to create an environment that I'm bringing with me. When I, uh, wherever I am, at home, work, someone's house, in my heart and in my life, I want to be saying, Jesus let me be creating an environment that brings intimacy with you, relationship with others, and influence in my world. So where does intimacy with Christ, relationship with others, and influence in our world come from? Firstly, intimacy with Christ, because you might be sitting there this morning saying, hey, where's the Bible, man? Like, you haven't shared any scripture this morning. Don't worry, we're going to share scripture. Uh, at Elevation, we want to create environments that inspire intimacy with Christ, not proximity to Christ. Intimacy with Christ, not proximity to Christ. Matthew twenty-two thirty-six. 36, Teacher, which command in the law is the greatest, he said to him, love the Lord God with all your heart and all your soul and with all your mind. Uh, have you ever been in close proximity to someone, to a person, maybe a, a celebrity, a, a sport, sporting person, maybe some well-known speaker or something like that. Have you ever experienced that, right? Uh, I remember, we're going way back now, but I remember, does anyone remember the tennis player Pete Sampras? 
Sanford's pistol Pete. He won 14 Grand Slams, a very, very successful tennis player in American. I remember once Gabby and I, we're going way back now, Gabby and I, we were in the city and we're having dinner at a restaurant and right next to us, on the table right next to us, was Pete Sanford's. It was during the Australian Open. And um, like he was so close, I could see what he was having for dinner. And, and I could have been like, wow, well, me and Pete, we're best mates now. Like, I know, like, we're, 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 we're really cool. I could come to church and say, me and Pete, we're mates. He's a good friend of mine. We spend a lot of time together. Because, like, I was just next to him, right? I was in proximity to Pete. But the reality is, that doesn't mean I'm close to him, even less so that I'm intimate with him, that I'm doing deep life with him. And see, you could be in proximity to Jesus and still be far from Jesus. Like that might be a revelation to someone. You, you can spend, you could have grown up in church and yet still be far from Jesus because you're living your life in proximity but not intimacy. And we want intimacy with Jesus. The word intimacy with Jesus says that there's nothing hidden between us. There's no closer than you can be with me than to be intimate with me. There's no closer you can be with someone than to be intimate with someone. And that's the, the kind of closeness that Jesus wants from us. That he, want, that he desires with us. See, it's what Jesus requires from us, from you, from me. He doesn't want second best. He doesn't want just the, the casual thought. He doesn't want us to be just the, the emergency only acquaintance, acquaintance. No, he wants intimacy with us. He wants to know us deeply. He wants to be part of our life at a deep level. He wants us, he wants to know, he wants us to open up all of our being to him. Warts and all, failures and, and everything, you know, the, the, the areas we try to hide from everyone. Jesus wants to be involved in our whole life. He wants to share the deepest parts of your being with you. And maybe today there's people here in this place, and maybe. Proximity is the kind of life you've been living with Jesus, but maybe God is calling you. Not maybe, He is to an intimate relationship with Jesus. So Jesus, this morning, I pray right now that we, if there's anyone like that this morning, I pray, God, in this moment, a change of heart in our lives to say, Jesus, to, to be intimate with Jesus, to be closer with you, Lord Jesus, each day, Lord God. I just pray that right now, Jesus, upon this place, upon people in this church right now. We just thank you for that, Jesus. See, it's with intimacy with Christ, God working in our lives, the Holy Spirit challenging us, convicting us, leading us, guiding us, encouraging us, stirring us, being power in our lives. It's out of that, that first thing, intimacy with Christ, that it then flows into relationship with others and influence in our world. And why are those things important? Why, why, why can't it just be intimacy with Christ? Why do we have the relationship with others and influence in our world? Because, guess what, church? We're not the only ones who need intimacy with Jesus. We're not the only ones who need to know Jesus. There's a whole world out there that doesn't know Jesus that needs to know him. And so we need to bring Jesus to our relationships and to the world. So relationships with others. Relationship with others. If the keys could come. That'd be great. We are made for intimacy with God, but we are also made to be in communion with others. Life is not a DIY project. You see the TV shows where the, where the people come out and they say, this is how you do this. Do it yourself. Life is not do it yourself. 
You have to do it with other people. It says in 1 John 4.11, Dear friends, if God loved us in this way, we must also love one another. You can't love someone if you're not spending any time with someone. So we have to have relationships with others. And there's something so, so powerful with doing life with like-minded, God-fearing, Bible-believing Christians in your life. There's something so powerful about it. People who love and honor God in their lives. And that's why at Elevation, we see, and more and more recently, we see the time before and after what we're doing right now just as important as the service. Like the service goes from 10 to 11, quarter past 11, and like that's the most important part, right? No, I see the before this part and the afterwards just as important. Why? Because you're doing relationships with others. You're spending time with other people. You're talking to them. Uh, you're seeing what's happening in their lives. See, you are missing so much of what God could have for you if you are not taking time to develop relationships with the other people in this church who are sitting beside you, in front of you, behind you. But it doesn't end there. See, we then take it from church to the home. And that's really where living in each other on a Sunday and it's, it's great we'll see you next Sunday then to take it to that next level relationship with others is then take it to our home and so at Elevation we want you we encourage you man our service may end at 11 sometimes we are still here till 1pm and you know what that's, that's great because people are doing relationships with each other but we want to encourage you take it that next step invite someone to your home make a relationship have someone over for dinner. Go to the park with your kids. If you've got young kids, if you've got animal, if you've got a dog, you both take your dogs to the park, whatever it might be. Go see a movie, have a coffee, go camping. Any campus here? Go camping, you know, just do life together. There's a richness that you can experience at elevation. You can experience in church when you do life deeper with other people. And then thirdly, influence in our world. Matthew 28, 18. Then Jesus came to them and said, All authority in heaven and on earth has been given to me. Therefore, go and make disciples of all nations, baptizing in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit, and teaching them to obey everything I have commanded you. And surely I am with you always to the very end of the age. Our goal at this church is that you would love Jesus and His church, that you would love Jesus so much and His church, relationship with others, that no matter where the seasons of life take you, no matter where you might be, no matter what is going on in your life, your life is making a difference. That's the influence in the world. Your life is making a difference to the people around you. Whether you're a teenager and you're at school, whether you're a businessman or a businesswoman, whether you're a stay-at-home parent, whether you are a university student, whether you are retired, a single person, a couple, married, separated, whether you're young or old, it doesn't matter. No matter what season of life you're in, your life can make a difference. See, your difference might be in the business that you start. You might be an entrepreneur. You might be the next tech entrepreneur. You might be the next Elon Musk. 
Is that a good thing or a bad thing? I don't know. But you might be there next to you know, whatever. You, you might be an amazing parent. You might, be, you might go on to do something in sports or with charities or in ministry. And all those things are awesome. All those things are great. But can I say to you today, the biggest difference that you can make in the world around you is to tell someone about Jesus Christ and to change their eternity as they come and give their life to Jesus. The greatest influence you can have is to build out intimacy with Jesus and relationship with others. See, your influence can bring people into contact with God's church and a man who died on the cross for them and rose again to new life. And his name is Jesus. And today, tomorrow, this week, this month, next month, this year, God's going to ask you to use your influence to reach someone for Him. God's going to ask you where you are, whether you're the, the teenager at school, whether you're retired, whether you're a stay-at-home parent. God's going to ask you, would you use your influence? The influence you have in the sphere that you are in, that you live in, the people you know, would you use your influence to tell someone about my son Jesus, to tell someone about what I did on the cross for them. Would you use your influence? And the question is, will we obey? Will we hear the Holy Spirit's voice as we're intimate with Christ? And will we say, yes, Jesus. Yes, Jesus, we will obey. We'll tell someone. Perhaps you're here today and and you don't have an intimate relationship with Jesus. You've never taken the chance. You've never taken the opportunity to say, Jesus, You've never said, you are my Savior. I believe you died for me. I believe you rose again. Jesus, I don't know you like that. I'm going to give you an opportunity to invite Jesus in your life. Because every Sunday at Elevation Church, we give an altar call for you to make your life right with Jesus and to come to Him. So what are we about at Elevation Church? We're about multiplying healthy local churches. We're about you, your health, your well-being. How do we go about doing that? By creating environments that inspire intimacy with Christ, relationship with others, and influence in our world. And I want to leave you with this thought today. What environment are you creating? How are you allowing God to operate in your life, to create an environment in your home where you work and adding and creating an environment here at this church? Let's just pray. God, this morning, we just thank you, Lord God.